All right. Love Welcome Talk to Radio. Sorry, I forgot about that. All right. Welcome back to another edition of CTH Podcast, where we talk Astros baseball, Astros rumors, and everything that's going on right now. So uh, you're listening to uh, CTH, uh, part of the Fan Sided Network, and we talk Astros baseball. We write about Astros baseball, and uh, we want you to talk about Astros baseball. So if you'd like to call in, go and call in at 347-850-8823. That's a totally random number, but if you would like to hear it again, 347-850-8823. And I'm joined by Mr. Cody. And how you doing, Cody? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, plenty of Astros news to discuss today, including a couple of fake-outs. But, yeah, you know, finally the hot stove is actually somewhat simmering now. I'm I'm pleased. Yeah, a little while ago, the uh, there's some breaking news. Uh, apparently, the Astros were trying to sign Jay Bruce. Uh, they could not reach an agreement. And uh, from what, uh, who was it, Pisan says, he says that the uh, Bruce and the Astros uh, front office actually met. And they tried to discuss a deal. And I, you know Jay Bruce wanted to come here because he's from this area, and he wanted to join a team that was possibly going to the World Series, but it just didn't work out, and so I I think I know why. The reason why is the Astros weren't willing to give him the three years that the uh, Mets did. Yeah, I think that third year was kind of crucial. You know, he got three years, $39 million. You know Jay Bruce probably wants to be somewhere where he's got a little bit of stability. And uh, it honestly just appears, like you said, is just maybe that third year just was just too much for the Astros, especially when you consider the prospects they have coming up through the minor leagues. They probably don't want to, to uh, take away too much from uh, uh, their opportunities later on. But, but yeah, Jay Bruce, uh, you know, uh, going, uh, you know, going back to the Mets, uh, you can't really call that a surprise, really, as well. But it was a three-year deal for thirty-six million. Uh, Thirty-nine million. Thirty-nine million, and so it, I think it works out to be ten, thirteen, and thirteen. That's totally doable for the Astros. The only problem is that we have a, some major commitments coming in the twenty nineteen and twenty twenty season. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, you know, especially considering who you have to pay in a couple of years. Yeah, they're not going to try to. They're not going to sign some, a player to a, a, a big, long, mega contract more than likely. So this has been an interesting. I want to say about week and a half of just straight rumors and uh, like you've heard on Talking Strohs, uh, one of my other projects I work on. Uh, but there's a lot of buzz that the Astros are going to go all in to get a top pitcher but they don't want to do it by giving up Forrest Whitley or Kyle Tucker. And you can't blame them because these guys are just really that good. Uh, yes, I know they're just prospects and prospects. Ask A.J. Reed, ask um, uh, John Singleton. Uh, prospects are just prospects until they actually show something. But these guys have potential to be great, not just good, but great. Like I remember they compared uh, Tucker to um Ted Williams, um, his swing, and then they compared uh, Whitley to Josh Beckett, and uh, young Josh Beckett. So those are good names, and I think that's why the Astros did not pull the trigger because yet, at least, just because they didn't want to give up those two players. Yeah, uh, 
you know, Forrest Whitley and Kyle Tucker, they're, you know, they're, you know, viewed highly upon by the Astros and clearly other organizations, and they know what they have in them. And like you said, prospects are prospects, but at the same time, too, sometimes these guys just have it, and it just feels like Whitley and Tucker have it. Like, they're going to be, you know, least reliable major leaguers, and there's a certain value to that, and uh, the Pirates, you know, they've had discussions with the Yankees about uh, Garrett Cole as well, and uh, and like for example, the, the supposedly the Pirates keep on asking for uh, uh, Glaybar Torres, one of the Yankees' top young prospects, and the Yankees haven't budged. And it's not surprising the Astros aren't doing that with uh, Whitley and Tucker. But yeah, at the end of the day, uh, you know those guys I, I think are going to be very good, and the Astros are well within their right to show reluctance in trading those guys. Yeah, there's slight buzz out there. I don't remember who said it, but. They said that there's a feeling it didn't come from Astros camp. Cole said that there's not been a deal. So there, a lot of people are, are kind of hinting that it was the Pirates trying to leak a trade. That way the Yankees got desperate. But from what it sounded like, it backfired, and the Yankees actually said, okay, we're good for now. And that doesn't mean that deal can't happen with the Astros. That doesn't mean a deal can't happen with the Yankees. But I that just – that's what the feeling I got when um, when all the – so many people reported. It wasn't just uh, John Morosi. It was um, – Tim Rosenthal. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the national guys were in on this. Even the Chronicle wrote about it. And then Jay Kaplan had to come in and just ruin our our day. Yeah, and, Jay, Ka- uh, uh, Jay Kaplan and Jeff Passan of Yahoo. So, yeah, it's just like when I saw that, it, you know th- – one one second you're like oh great we have Gary Cole thirty minutes later you're like what like it's just it just became this whole you know confusing ordeal but yeah and when did Colin Moran be the, become the centerpiece for a trade I'm still wondering uh, yeah yeah I, I like Colin Moran but I'm still wondering like okay all right yeah I'm I, I'm sorry fans but the Pirates are going to take they're going to want more than just Colin Moran as their centerpiece I'm sorry no offense to Colin Moran. You know he he can he can play baseball, but at the same time too, he's uh you know a lot of teams view Kyle Tucker and Forrest Whitley as you know franchise cornerstones. So yeah. So uh, do you think that? I mean, I just wish that the insiders would communicate with each other because everybody was saying no, no, no. Then so I don't know. It just created a mass hysteria, and it uh, it could have been a leak from the Astros in this sense to see what the reaction would be. And from what I could tell, it was overly positive. People wanted Gary Cole. I know there's a lot of people who said they didn't want um, Justin Verlander at the night. Remember that mm-hmm. night yeah, in uh, yeah. August when uh, it's just back and forth, and everybody once he said he's not being, uh, he's not taking trade. People are like, oh, screw him. We don't need him. But um, then they're like, oh yeah, we need him. So yes, Garrett Cole will help the Astros win. Mm-hmm. Is he the best option? No, the Astros don't like trading their prospects, and they're not going to trade the top two. I, I'm hearing, even leery about them trading uh, Jordan Alvarez as well, just because he's got that potential. And they're just they're not going to give it up, uh, especially for a player who's coming off a down year. Now, if it was 2015 or 2016 version, that would be a different story. Yeah, like Garrett Cole, if you take a look at his numbers, uh, if you jump over the fan graphs, he was worth about uh, five and a half wins in 2015. Uh, he dropped down to about two and a half in 16, went back up to about three wins 
this year, but you know, he 2015 was his high water mark. The 16, he had some injury issues. 17's kind of come back. The most encouraging aspects with him is he does, he he can't throw a lot of innings. He threw 208 and 15. He threw 203 and 17. You know, the most troubling aspect with him that I could tell was his home uh, his home runs a fly ball rate like over uh it. Uh, it more than doubled over what it was in 16. And, uh, you know, you're looking at about almost 16% in his, um, in his numbers the prior two years were, you know, in the, like 6.5%, give or take. So now the interesting aspect with Cole that I also found too was he went away from his fastball and, and became more of a changeup and curveball pitcher. And I'm wondering, you know, whoever's looking into him, the Astros, the Yankees, I wonder if they see something there to go, we can fix this guy and help him live up to his, you know, he was the number one overall pick the year before they took, the Astros took Carlos Correa. And uh, the Astros may see something there. But, uh, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, teams value Cole, but the only problem is when you start throwing out names like Tucker and Whitley, they have probably more surplus value at this point than Cole does, who's only under contract for two more years. And there is, and you know, that's the thing you have to think about too, is there is no guarantee he'll stay in Houston long-term past those two years. And guess who else is, uh, is uh, contract ends in two years? Justin Verlander. So the Astros were probably coming at this perspective with the Pirates, you know, we'll make this trade, but we don't, we're not giving away guys who we know will have tremendous price surplus value for us for a guy who may not be here beyond two years. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to see how this all plays out from here on out. So um, will we have another pitcher on the Astros roster by the time that pitchers report on the 14th, right? Or is... uh, yeah, I think yeah okay. it's the 14th. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, that's the question. And um, do the Astros need it for 2018? Without Cole, this is a top one of the top rotations mm-hmm. in the league. They're trying to get a mega team going. They're trying to because now the Yankees have uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Now uh, everybody's trying to get better. So the Astros have to. They don't have to. They don't have to do anything, but they want to get better. They want to get that additional pitcher to make them. And as we saw last year, how many starting pitchers did we go to? I go through not as much as the. The process years. Remember those years where we just went through oh, starting was... pitcher after starting pitcher. But um, I just think that uh, the Astros are just trying to have a dynamic rotation to face those dynamic lineups with the Indians, the Red Sox, uh, who else? The Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, Even the Angels. Now. Angels. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody and... in Central? Um. I mean, well, the Indians. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the AL Central outside the Indians, I'm not really that concerned about, but, but yeah, you know, the Astros, uh, do I dare say, become the Golden State Warriors of baseball, even though I know that's probably not possible, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're really trying to, I think, push all their chips in with 2018. This is probably the last season they had Dallas Keuchel. Uh, they re- they also probably want to address, you know, the rotation beyond 2018 as well with any type of deal they make. Because they're not sure about the long-term status, like of Keuchel, Charlie Morton, Justin Verlander. Heck, you could be walk- if they're not careful. They could be walking into 2020 with Lance McCullers, maybe Forrest Whitley, and whoever else behind them. So I think they're trying to take both a short-term and long-term approach with uh, any acquisition they do in the starting rotation. This season is by itself is probably more a luxury than anything else. 
But at the same time, too, it is probably crucial to address the rotation for 2019 and beyond with any, uh, regardless if it's Garrett Cole, Hugh Darvish, Jake Arrieta, it's probably crucial from that perspective. But this year alone, like I said, it's probably just a straight-up luxury. They want to become, like you said, they want to become that mega team. They want to combat those tough lineups in the American League. And they really want to, you know, they probably see 2018 as maybe even a greater chance of winning a World Series than they did entering 2017. Yeah, uh, but it was funny because Kaplan talked to Luno today when the whole uh, Garrett Cole thing was happening. He said that there's – he's discussed several deals with several teams, and none of them are uh, imminent. Uh, He said with free agents, they've talked – they've got preliminary years and numbers discussed, but they never really got close. Uh, With trades, they've talked about players, but nothing's close. So – but something that he said that was kind of weird was he said, we're not trying to improve the team for 2019. We're trying to improve the team for 2018. If we happen to improve the team for 2019, great. But that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to fix tomorrow's problems today. And that's that's not true. You are. You're trying to get a long-term pitcher. And so I think he was um, – I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to say about that because everybody knows that he's trying to, like you say, fill that void for 2020. Yeah, I think he was probably just downplaying a little bit. Uh, he's not wanting to overplay his hand, I think, in certain situations. And that's just uh, Jeff Luno, you know. I don't know him personally, but, you know, he, he just seems like the type of guy who keeps his cars close to the vest when it comes to negotiations. He's not going to let out too much information. That's the one thing with the Astros is any rumors with them, You sometimes it kind of comes out of nowhere and you don't really get much of advance notice about it, but um, especially under this uh, front office. But uh, yeah, you know uh, the Astros, their their angle is, I think, the short term and the long term, and uh, we'll find out. Like for example, you know, we're talking about Garrett Cole, but also you Darvish is still on the market. And earlier uh, earlier today, Max Wildstein of uh, I believe he's of uh, Sporting uh, Sporting News, yes. Uh, he uh, he he released a report earlier. Uh, he released some news earlier that uh, Darvish has narrowed his list down to five teams: Yankees, Cubs, Rangers, Astros, and Twins. And heck, even you, Darvish, even tweeted out says there's a mystery, kind of a mystery team in the mix. Let's see how that goes. Let's go Reds. <laughs> yeah, Reds. Reds 2018. Let's go Padres. <laughs> uh, pod- oh yeah, the Padres. They 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 need help too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, Darvish is still out there. I think at this point, though, it probably is more likely that Astros sign somebody like a Darvish over Arietta. But it, the contract kind of comes into play, especially when you consider in light of the Jay Bruce news and who the Astros have to pay in the coming years and, like, you know, starting 2019, 2020, 2021. It makes you wonder – and the Garrett Cole news as well. You kind of see an angle where they probably don't want to invest too much long-term money but at the same time, too, they know they're having to push their chips in in the long term as well a little bit. So it's just it's, it's very interesting to see how this dynamic works out. What's going to win more in the, at the end of the day this winter? Is it going to be more of a short-term mindset or is it going to be more of a long-term mindset? And the Astros, you know, don't, don't forget, they're not afraid to play the long-term game if they don't feel like a short-term one is worth the risk. And, heck, they are the defending World Series champions. They feel confident about this team. I don't think they're going to risk, you know, their plan, their process still, even at this point. All right. So I'm reading a tweet from 48 minutes ago from Ken Rosenthal. He said that the Astros considered Jay Bruce a fallback option. Can you imagine Jay Bruce a fallback option? <laughs> uh, it gets better. 
if they traded an outfield off their current roster, possibly Derek Fisher. So Jay Bruce, a guy who's however many homers he has, is a, a fallback option to Derek Fisher. When's the last time you heard that? But uh, So they said um, – so that's what we've been saying. The Astros have been trying to use Derek Fisher as their primary cha- uh, trade piece. All right, guys, if you're listening, go and call in. You could call in at 347-850-8823. Tell us how you really feel after the Garrett Cole news today. Are you sad? Are you happy? Are you glad that we didn't trade Tucker? Are you glad we didn't trade Whitley? What, what are you really feeling right now? We could be your counselors right now. So go and call in at 347-850-8823. And, and yeah, like this whole, you know, Jay Bruce news is just, it's just been, you know, the Jay Bruce news, the Gary Cole news, all this, you know, like I said at the very beginning, this hot stove is finally simmering a little bit for the Astros. And it's just been a nice change of pace. I'm not going to lie. It's, this winter has been awfully slow. It's bad when you're looking, still looking at uh Still trying to analyze uh, plays from the postseason all the time, like I have been. <laughs> yeah, so um, now let's go ahead and move away from Jay Bruce a little bit and uh, Garrett Cole. If Garrett Cole happens, great. Um, I just don't see it happening without giving up the top guys. You're going to have to probably give up. Um, Buskowskis was last year, right? Yeah. Uh, so we mm-hmm. could do, they could trade him, though, right? I think so. I think or. I think you can because remember uh, Swanson was traded. Yes, that's right. That's right. And, so uh, um, yeah, I think that rule's gone. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so he would probably be one of the guys. But Derek Fisher for sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to take uh, Colin Mor- uh, Moran because he's a third baseman. The the Padre the Pirates need a third baseman. And he's just blocked here in Houston now. And then you also got Francis Martez probably in the discussions as well. Martez would probably go mm-hmm. and. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Um, if the Astros do add another arm, guess who else is on the market? Colin McHugh. Because uh, uh, he's still under team control, I believe, through 2009, sorry, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, a team could get him. Yes, he won't be cheap because he is going through his arbitration numbers. Oh, before we move on to Garrett Cole, let's talk about the uh, – away from Garrett Cole, let's talk about the um, arbitration and how that factors in into the, I guess the uh, imminence of um, John Morosi's tweet this morning. Yeah, the arbitration regarding Garrett Cole. Apparently, he, he had uh, the deadline to uh, to do anything arbitration wise with him be Friday. So there is, a, and he brought up a good point. Uh, if the Astros want to trade Cole, they probably want to do it at their price, not the Pirates' price. So at the Astros, I think. Don't get me wrong. A trade could still happen after this Friday deadline, but at the same time, too, it, I have a feeling if a trade is going to happen between the Astros and the Pirates for Garrett Cole, it's going to have to take probably take place Thursday because it, it, if the money's not too much of a factor, it still, like I said, it could still happen after Friday. But at the same time, to the Astros, knowing them, they have a set price in their mind. They're wanting to stick to it. They're not willing. They're not usually the ones that will go over that much so after all they just uh they gave carl's Correa the minimum uh when there's has been examples of you know other players around his age getting a bit of a you know a little bit of a generous offering uh on that but yeah it's just that that's another aspect to take into consideration is the whole arbitration side of things and that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out tomorrow specifically 
And uh, we'll see how much uh, George Springer's numbers go up. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Marwin Gonzalez is in his final year yeah. of arbitration. Well, actually, he got uh, his, his. He had an option on his contract for this season, so he. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot mm-hmm. that. I forget how much it is off the top of my head, but when they exercise Altuve's option right after the World Series, they also exercise uh, Marwin's as well. Yeah. So, um, so now let's kind of distance ourselves from Cole because I think people are kind of tired of Cole. Uh, Cole. It's kind of like. Unless it's going to happen, stop talking about him. But, mm-hmm. yes, he would make the team better. Yes, the Astros can win the World Series today. Yes, if they get cold, they can win the World Series even more. I would make the argument they would be the AO favorites at that point. But, yeah, we won't rehash that that topic yet. Right. So, uh, let's uh, – we, we know that they were looking at Bruce. So, who else is out there? Earlier this week, uh, we heard that – I think it was from Jesse Sanchez or it was from – uh, ESPN. Um, their Spanish. Uh, yeah, Spanish. Yeah, uh, their Spanish uh, uh, language. Uh, their Spanish account on Twitter, I believe. I, yeah. I think it was. So, but basically, he said that uh, Carlos Gonzalez has three uh, offer from three teams. Mm-hmm. One of them was the Giants. The other one was the Padres, and the other one was the Astros. Okay, we haven't heard anything about it since. Okay, uh, we talked about this on Talking Strohs with Brandon uh, earlier this week, but. Uh, Something that you have to take in mind is the Astros are wanting a one-and-done deal. They don't want a two-year deal. They definitely don't want a three-year deal because if they wanted a three-year deal, they would have um, they would have uh, signed Jay Bruce because he's much better at this point in his career. So um, what they're hoping for is that Carlos Gonzalez would want to come play for the Astros. A, he would want to come play uh, with the World Series uh, with chances going to the World Series. And he's trying to build up his contract because mm-hmm. uh, he can still get a multi-year contract. Just right now, he'll be signing for pennies on dollar just because he's coming off a bad season. His second bad season injury-wise in the past four years. Mm-hmm. And uh, But keep in mind, in three, year, three years ago, I think it was, he hit 40 homers. So he's got pop. Uh, like we talked about off air, how much of that is Coors Field? Mm-hmm. How much of that is uh, playing all his home games there? But uh, we don't know. Like I said, uh, some players will hit better when their home ballpark is a certain ballpark. So mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And the whole thing with Carlos Gonzalez is that, court, like you said, that Coors, that Coors Field, you know, Park Effect comes into play. No matter what, you talk about him, you talk about Troy Tulowitzki, even Charlie Blackman next year when he's a free agent, that will come up. But the whole time, you know, Carlos Gonzalez, he can mash. There's no doubt about that. 40 home runs back in 2015, impressive. You know, the big thing uh, with him now is he really tapered off. Uh, 2016, he had a decent season. He was still an above average hitter, you know, if you go by WRC plus on fan graphs. 2017, he was below average hitter. Uh, uh, you know, he was, he was, he was, uh, actually, uh, he cost his team 0.2 wins. He was essentially a replacement level player last year. And, uh, there's just, you know, he's one of those guys though. You, you have to think getting him away from Coors Field and all the three offers he has on his contract. I'll be honest between the Astros, the Padres and the Giants, the Astros have the most favorable ballpark in terms of offense. Padre, the West Coast effect for the Giants and the Padres come into play. You know, Petco has a reputation as a pitcher's park over the years. The Giants, uh, if I remember correctly, I think four or five Astros by themselves out homered the Giants. And, you know, playing AT&T part, that kind of stifles the home run. And he makes a lot of his 
uh, offensive contributions from the home runs you saw from his time in Colorado. Now, the big thing at the end of the day with him is how much do you trust the splits between his uh, uh, between Coors Field and and the road? And like you said, it may not matter much. Uh, for example, I'll just throw out two just quick figures, real quick. Uh, last season at Coors Field, he had a WRC plus of 111. Essentially, that means he was a, a bit of above average uh, uh, offensive player at Coors Field. On the road, though, that dropped the WRC uh, plus dropped all the way down to 57, well below average. Now, the, like you said, though, his home ballpark playing, you know, a, a different ballpark, you know, that could change how he performs, and it's certainly not the realm possibility. I'm interested to see if the Astros can fix him, though. Uh, uh, I think we're both in agreement that he's a. I think he's a very fixable player, especially you know when you consider like you know his launch angle kind of drop. If you go over his stat cast, his launch angle will drop by a couple degrees. It's something that you think the Astros could tinker with. And hey, it, on a short one term, like you know a one term, uh, a one year contract, you know, you know it, it'd be a great chance for him to rebuild some value. I think the Astros, especially you know if they trade away Derek Fisher. Carlos Gonzalez is the best option on the market probably right now. Even though I did write a post saying that they should stay away from him, but that was after Jay Bruce signed. So, For a second there, I thought you said Carlos Gomez, and I, I looked at you like, uh, then I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, I saw, I saw a contempt in those eyes. <laughs> yeah, so um, I could see them signing him to a one-year deal for, I don't know, $12 million just to build up his value. Yeah. Something like that. Carlos Beltran contract yeah. in 2018. But it said Carlos Gonzalez would be better than Carlos Beltran. Yeah, yeah, probably. Because yeah. uh, he's uh, younger. He's um, He can actually play the field? Yeah. <laughs> and so he would solve the problem there. And so I wrote about this week on uh, CTH. Uh, I said that uh, the what we, they could be doing is if they do try to sign um, Carlos Gonzalez, there's so many names out there, they could possibly use Derek Fisher in a trade for like Garrett Cole, but I also uh, JT Real Muto. Yo, yes, uh, I would like that, and so would uh, so, same thing with Christian Yelich. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be quite nice too. Uh, yeah, you know, there's you know that was they still have options. There's still plenty of uh, uh, factors into play. You know, regarding the what they're looking at for the rotation. Don't forget the bullpen is still a little bit as well. You know, we still need a left-handed Lou Lever, Brad Hand, anybody. Can I get an amen? But, uh, but uh, yeah, at this point... Uh, no, no, no. The Padres will want too much for Brad Hand. Oh, that's it? true. That's true. You remember what they're asking for at the trade deadline. It's just going to go oh, up. Oh, yeah, it's just going to go up. Yeah, he, he, did the, he did the opposite of, you, uh, of a couple of players that were interested at the deadline. He actually pitched better after the deadline. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. But, but, yeah, you know, there's clearly options. Um uh, Carlos Gonzalez is uh, definitely, I think, probably the most likely. If they do trade Derek Fisher, he's the most likely replacement. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be, you know, especially with the hot stove starting to simmer again, it's going to be interesting to see uh, who's still with the Astros when they break for camp okay. next month. Two years from now, who do you see in outfield for the Astros? Two years from now, of course, you still got to imagine Springer being out there somewhere. Uh, uh, Josh Reddick, he still has three more years left on his contract, but of course the Astros are not afraid to trade a guy. This mm-hmm. is kind of like that year before their last contract, the, the contract year or whatever. Um, Derek Fisher, if he's still on this team, I think has a probably 
a decent opportunity to still be in the outfield. And don't forget about Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker could come on strong, and especially if he has a good showing this year, I think he could maybe knock on the door in 2019. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, they may not even need Derek Fisher. So his trade value is really high right now, especially with – I know he kind of sputtered at the end, but he came off. He came out strong, mm-hmm. and he uh, people started to notice him. And he does have power. He does have speed. Uh, he's got – he's a complete hitter. And he could, can he hit better than uh, Carlos Gonzalez right now? Yes, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, but uh, we'll – are the Astros willing to give them that chance? Yeah, so, yeah, that's the. And that's this co- is a this is a World Series contender. Are they can give him at bats? Yes, they did last year. They had uh, Cameron Maben. Oh, yeah, and so <laughs> especially when Jake Marisnik and uh, nobody's really talking about this. Jake Marisnik will help this team so much. Oh yeah, back on his roster. Oh yeah, it, it was uh, you know losing him when they did. You know, don't get me wrong, Maben. You know. Step in. He he provides some key moments. You know, kudos to him. But you know, losing Marisnik, you know, he's versatile. He, you know, he was starting to hit some home runs. You know, losing him, I think, was kind of an understated uh, injury a little bit. Like, uh, especially in light because his injury happened not too long after uh, Correa's uh, injury as well. And uh, but getting him back as your fourth outfielder, I think, is huge. The defensive versatility he provides. You know. If he can still continue to swing kind of a, uh, a decent bat, you know, you have to wonder how they view about him. You know, if this bat is real, how do they pencil him long term? Because he, he, I think he's still under contract for quite some, under team control for quite some time. So. Uh, non Astros news: the Texans got a GM, and um, oh, please don't tell me it was Brian Gang, uh, the Bills guy. Oh yeah, the oh, and they want to extend O'Brien. Oh, so, boy. Uh, so anyway, so that's all. That's your Texans moment on CTH Podcast with Eric and Cody. Hey, Dash was won the World Series. That's all I care about right now. <laughs> yeah, so um, I still see a deal being made. It's either – it's it's going to be one deal. I don't think it's going to be um, two deals unless they do get somebody like um, Carlos Gonzalez. They're going to have to move Fisher because there's no – there's no need for him being at double A, oh, triple A. Exactly, and there's no and he, he outside of Whitley and Tucker, he's probably the biggest trade chip they have in the minors right now. I'm sorry, people, but uh, Jay Davis is not going to be the same type of trade chip as Fisher is right now. Um, uh, in fact, you know, there he could turn out to be better though. That's true. That's true. Uh, and he could be a. Uh, Otani a mini and come in and hit homers and then strike some people out in the bullpen. So all I have to say was, you know, he was like, oh, he's, he ain't bad at pitching. You know, this is interesting. Let's put this away into our uh, into our memory bank for next year. But yeah, you know, uh, Fisher the the value he has right now, unless he just bursts onto the scene on the majors and just really performs really well, it may not be higher than it is now. And they really have to look into like what can we we should probably maximize this value now to get to really get the AOS and probably the AL by extension and a stranglehold with you know a great rotation, a great lineup, and you know a decent bullpen. Uh, you know who has a lot of value right now? Alex Bregman. And no, they're not trading him. No, no, Houston. I'm talking about fantasy baseball because <laughs> uh, I'm in a league actually with you, Cody. And uh, there's two people that are talking about trading. And uh, somebody wanted Alex Bregman so bad that he is willing to trade Bryce Harper 
uh, and a few other stuff. And but so Bregman is, I've seen him as high as the twenty, a top like twenties, or uh, in terms of uh, best um, player in fantasy baseball, something like that. That's that a lot of people have a lot of expect, expectations with him, and maybe that's hitters or something. But people are expecting a lot from Alex Bregman, and this team. It doesn't need hitting, but to get a hitter like Carlos Gonzalez, that would be amazing. Uh, just And, like, we didn't need much from Beltran last year. He did his role. Uh, people said that Carlos Gonzalez is a bad clubhouse guy. I don't know that for sure, but... Yeah, yeah that's the first. Actually, you mentioned that. was the first I ever heard of it. I thought, you know, especially with him with Tulo back in the day, they were kind of that core, that Rockies team. They didn't exactly win much, but, you know, they... You know, the, the thing about the Rockies was they were a team that could, they, that could surprise you, and, you know, Cargo and Tula were a big reason behind that. Yeah, and they finally did. And what could have been with uh, Tula's career? Um, oh, that, I know he's still technically active and he may play, uh, but. That was, that was a trade. You know, the, the, that was a trade that uh, the Rockies made at the right time. They, yeah. they, 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 were, they were wise on that one. The, the sentimental value was hard but the you know the actual baseball reality was there they're right on okay so let me list some names and i want you to give me top of your head what's the chances of a deal getting done mm-hmm. okay you ready yeah i'm not gonna tell you what order okay. jake arietta 25 percent. that's high mm, yeah i feel i feel like you know no, oh, yeah, 20, 25%. Let's go down to 20. Let's go down to 20. I, I feel like, you know, Dash was cooked, swoop in and say, you know, Ariad waited long enough. His value's down. Let's swoop him up off the market now. Chris Archer. Chris Archer, I put that about 5%. Yeah, I think the Rays are still wanting too much. He's He's got so much market value mm-hmm. with what he does off the field, what his personality is. He would be one of the most liked Astros if he was ever on this team, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of people that like Astros, so it's. Uh, I just don't see it happening. I think that it would take. Uh, it'll take both the guys to get him. It'll take yeah. Tucker and. Uh, Whitley. Whitley. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. All right, you Darvish. I'm saying, thirty percent. I think. I, I think of all the free agents, starting pitchers out there, I think you Darvish is probably the most. Uh, that's was probably zero him, uh, zero in on him the most. Lance Lynn. Ooh, that the wild card of the group. Oh, I'd probably say probably about 10, 15%, probably about 10% because I, I'm not sure. I, I'll be honest. I don't know much about Lance Lynn. I, I'm familiar with him a little bit, but at the same time too, it just seems like that'd be, that's just the type of deal. If you're going to throw the money at him, you might as well just trade for Cole, I guess. Uh, I just don't see the likelihood very likely. Yeah, he's not much upgrade from uh, what we have now, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. You're looking for somebody to be better than Colin McHugh, and uh, Lance Lynn has had good time moments in his career, but not yeah, There's a reason why the Cardinals are not prioritizing him over there. They don't usually like to go of good pitchers um, just because. So, All right, so let's go with um, – we already said you, Darvish. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Arietta. Uh, who am I thinking? It's, I'm, my mind just went Blake. Uh, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. Um, I still say probably that one. Uh, 
I say probably still 25-30% on that because, you know, at the same time, there's clearly some interest there based on the rumors of today. So, but uh, at the same time, too, uh, the Yankees may swoop in and get him. I, was, I think I even read somewhere else that there's a third team possibly in on him as well. So I, I'd say probably 25-30%. And right. just keep in mind with the Astros, I don't, a lot of people don't remember this, but right before the Astros traded for Brian McCann, uh, somebody tweeted out, I think it was, I don't remember who it was. Somebody said that the Astros will not trade for Brian McCann. Remember right before Verlander, mm-hmm. somebody came out and said the Astros were not going to make the trade. Uh, just because they say the talks are off doesn't mean that it can't start off just as quick. Or they're, or a lot of times they're just so uh, you know they're so quiet about their talks that they, a lot of people just like. The once the initial rush of like you know this is a rumor passes and it's like nothing happens well nothing's going to happen now you know the team still talk you know and all it takes is sometimes it's probably just one text from uh, Neil Huntington over in Pittsburgh over to Jeff Luno probably seeing his in laws table again and uh, like he did for Verlander and uh, saying hey you know let's do this uh, let's, let's do this cold deal I, I, you know there's a couple yeah. other guys I have in mind uh, what about Yelich Christian Yelich. Um, that one I say probably about. I like him a lot. I wish the Astros would get him, but probably still five percent. Uh, you know, it, I'm not even that high. I think it's like point two. Yeah, it's not. It's not very high. Man, you know, Yelich. Here's why: the Marlins are going to have to win that trade because they've lost the other trades. Oh yes, without a doubt. Especially the, you know. The Marceau is going to trade even Giancarlo Stanton to a certain extent. Like you know, yeah, they, that that. that. Azuna trade didn't make sense. Yeah, and and that's the thing is I, I like Yelich a lot, but I'm like you, it would take a it had to take a monster package, especially considering the team control he's under. He's like the Jose Altuve for the Marlins, uh, like you know, like Jose Altuve was for us, like back in 2012, 2013. Yeah, and I think he's going to develop a little bit more power than he's shown. I think he's mm-hmm. uh, he's going to only get better. Okay, what about JT Riomuto? Same thing with Yelich. I think it's still fairly low. No, I think it's higher. You think it's higher? I, I would say it's closer to 25%. I think mm-hmm. there's interest there. There hasn't been many rumors, but I think the Astros are just – they want to get that catcher of the future. They had a taste of a good catcher with Brian McCann, even though he, he wasn't really that great an offensive player, but they saw what it's like to have a great catcher after years of Jason Castro and all the other people. Mm-hmm. So I think they want to get that. So – what about Carlos Gonzalez? Carlos Gonzalez at this point, I'd probably put at, uh, I'd say 30%. I think it's a good, actually, that one probably. It, it would probably be 33% based on your logic because we're one of three teams. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, unless uh, unless there's a fourth mystery team. I love mystery teams. But, yeah, out of the three, uh, three teams that have supposedly offered him a contract, yeah, it, it has to. Uh, 33%, yeah, let's go. I would go higher, and I would, I would, you're going to laugh, but I would say, especially with Jay Bruce news, I'm going to say 50. Uh, I think it, I think it's likely to happen. Yeah. Especially, uh, I think uh, he's from Venezuela, and Jose Altuve is from. Yeah, yeah. You know that connection's got to be strong. And that's another thing, too, with some of these guys. They see how much fun this team has. And especially, you got, you know, the the Latin influence on this Astros team is, you know, there, and you got you know Guriel, Altuve, Correa. You know the, the you know a lot of these guys know that type of stuff. 
Yeah, so I, I do think the Astros will add a free agent pitcher or a starter via trade. I, I think that it's just what they want to do. They want to be that dominant team. I, can you trust Dallas Keuchel to stay healthy the whole season? Can you trust Lance McCullers to stay healthy the whole mm-hmm. season? Uh, when they're healthy, they're top of the game. All right, so we have a call. So let's actually take this. And uh, this is our first call. Um, I wish I could see who this is. Um, let's see. How do I do this? Hello? Right, hello? Yes, yeah, Hassan, I'm going to ask a quick question, man. You see the Astros make sure. a trade for Jared Cole? Uh, for Jared Cole still? Or Archer? Uh, do, uh, can they? Yes. Um, I, I think that the Astros have what it takes to get the deal done. Uh, will it take the top two, one of the top two prospects? Maybe. Uh, Chris Archer? I, I I don't see that happening. I see that happening maybe at the trade deadline when the Astros may be desperate mm-hmm. to do do that. Yeah, exactly. And like I think the likelihood of a Garrett Coltrane is much more likely, uh, you know, higher at this point than Chris Archer. Chris Archer, he's the Rays. They know what they have in him. They know the value he holds. It's going to be a pretty heavy package to get Chris Archer. Garrett Cole, on the other hand, with the Pirates, you know, the the stock took a little bit of a hit the past two seasons. They still want a lot of value, but the odds are, I think, much higher for Garrett Cole to be in Houston, at least this offseason, than Chris Archer. And uh, okay. what's your name, by the way? Hassan, H-A-S-A-N, Rizvi, R-I-Z-V-I, Love Sports. All right. Well, I'm going to actually, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think the odds of us getting Garrett Cole are pretty strong. So Okay, good, uh, good. So thanks for the call, and uh, yeah. keep on listening. Yeah, thanks. Uh, All right, so we had our first caller on the CTH podcast. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. um, Keep them coming, guys. But so so I I still think that the Astros may uh, keep it. uh, I think the Astros will get Cole. I just have a good feeling. I just think that it wasn't in the cards today. I think maybe the Yanks had to drop out for the price to lower. I don't know. But I could see this happening. So, um, guys, uh, we have about two minutes left. So let's talk about what's next. We got FanFest this weekend. Are you going? Uh, I'm, actually, I have to check my family commitments, but I'm not quite sure. Do you yet. have tickets? That's the question. No, oh, no, I do not. I do not. Okay, so you may not be going because yeah. I don't have any tickets. Yeah, yeah life, life gets in the way. What can I say? Yeah, so um, I, I have tickets. I may go. I may not. We'll have to see. But um, so I think that the Astros will make a trade. I don't know if it'll be today, uh, tomorrow, but maybe by Friday they will. Mm-hmm. So um, Garrett Cole may be a Houston Astro, but we don't know. But uh, guys, who are we? We are. My name's Eric Eisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric underscore CTH. And, and uh, my name is Cody Pogue. You can find me at Cody underscore CTH. We write for Climbing Tales Hill. It's a part of the Fan Sighting Network. And I also have a side project called Talking Strows. We're on 790s during the regular season. Well, hopefully we are. We haven't got confirmation yet, but hopefully we'll be back. But I like talking Astros baseball. And my wife is glad that I have all these outlets so I don't talk to her about baseball all the time. (laughs) So, um, guys, how do you find us? You can find us on Twitter at CTH um, Podcast, I think it is. Uh, Yeah, I believe that's something. And you can find us uh, at Climbing Towels Hill at uh, Astro CTH and um, guys uh, listen to the show 
We're trying to build this podcast up. We're trying to get uh, some people to listen. We got a first caller, so that's awesome. Second show, first caller. So, um, so do do we need in the last thirty seconds? Do we need to acquire another pitcher? It's a luxury, so I say no for this year. But looking at twenty nineteen beyond, yes, we probably need to acquire another one. So, yeah, that's. It's a luxury, but probably a necessity in future years. Yeah. So, guys, uh, read Climbing Tiles Hill. Uh, let us know what y'all want us to talk about next show. We're going to do this every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central Time. This is Eric. This is Cody. And talk to you next time.